0: Talk Line Network Radio, America's longest running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981.
1: Here is your host. Welcome back to the program, Mom Zev Brenner. Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad joins us. He is the specialist when it comes to infectious diseases and COVID, the Associate Rabbi of Woodmere. He's been giving a daffyomish for 30 years. He's also uh, been so heavily involved in dealing with these infectious diseases. So Rabbi Dr. Eric Glatt, thank you for joining us again. My honor, always. So people are confused. and People said, why don't you speak to Dr. Glatt? Should we be wearing a mask in shul? The CDC is saying we should start wearing a mask again. It's the variant. What should we be doing here in the New York area? So I
0: think there are a number of factors that need to be taken into account before I could give a specific answer to a specific shul. If most, if not all of the people in the shul are vaccinated, and the incidence in that community is low, so then I think it's reasonable to allow people to have a mask as well as an unmasked section. I think people that are relatively low risk could still dive in a mask, in an unmasked section. But people that are at a higher risk, older people who've been vaccinated a while ago, who may or may not have other underlying medical problems, it might be in their best interest, if there is any significant incidence in their community, for them to stay masked and distance. But that's a personal choice at this point in time until there is a mandate to do so by the local government. However, in an area where there is a significant number of unvaccinated people or there is a significant incidence... Of COVID in that particular shul, in that particular region. So then I strongly would urge that people be masked and distanced, even in shul or in indoor events. Outdoor, it would still be different.
1: Because people are confused because people have been, a lot of people have been double vaccinated. And, right. and but even if you double, one is double vaccinated, one can still get the variant, even though so it should be. Baruch
0: Bar- Hashem, Baruch Hashem, most people who are doubly vaccinated, especially if they're not very, very elderly, and they're not immunocompromised, so they still fall into a very low risk. I can't say zero risk, but a very low risk. That risk will be dependent upon how many vaccinated people they come into contact with and how many uh, patients with COVID are in their community. If either of those numbers is in the wrong direction, if there are a lot of unvaccinated people or there is a significant incidence of COVID, so then I think those people are appropriate to take additional precautions if they're at high risk even though they're vaccinated
1: now just to reiterate what you said before so for sure if the majority of people are vaccinated should people who are normal healthy be wearing a mask or not wearing a mask
0: unless there is a mandate by the department of health of the local government i think it's a reasonable thing still for people to not be vaccinated i would not recommend however doing that without having the local medical experts agree to that. The local medical experts will be very much aware of what is going on in the community. The average layperson may not be. And one needs to be ahead of the curve. One doesn't want to find out two weeks later that there really was a much higher incidence than you thought. So the local medical experts in each community, in conjunction with the Department of Health recommendation, can make policies for their local schools, for the local rabbin to Uh, be advised as to what the local rabbinim want to do. Ultimately, it's the local rabbinim that should be making the psa kalacha based upon the medical advice.
1: Now, I've been reading that some very from there would say the herd herd immunity has kicked in right now. Is we have any research that shows that vaccination or herd immunity is something which really is effective?
0: So I, I think that No community can state for certain that they're not at risk at this point in time. And you really need to look at the local incidents in each community. And that will be a factor of how many people have been vaccinated, how many people have had COVID and still have immunity or or potential immunity from their natural COVID, as well as what variants are extant in their community in terms of even with both of those factors, having had COVID and or having been vaccinated, there still is the potential to get the Delta variant because it is highly transmissible and it is more contagious than the other previous variants. So there are many unknowns, and I would always err on the side of safety when people have significant underlying risks or extremes of life in terms of age.
1: Now, some, you said that the, there's a low risk of getting the variant if one has double vaccinated, but if one were to get it, it's usually a mild case. What are some of the symptoms? What have been some of the things? Baruch
0: Hashem, Baruch Hashem, at least in the United States, almost all of the cases have been relatively mild. Even when they are a little bit more serious, most of the time they haven't been extremely serious. The experience in Eric Yisrael, which is you know not clear, it hasn't been published, But there are some reports that in Eretz Yisrael, even people that have been vaccinated have been getting sick, although the majority, Baruch Hashem, of the people who have been vaccinated have been very safe. And that's the overall underlying message. Vaccination is extremely beneficial and effective. And this is all the more reason for everybody to get vaccinated.
1: But down in Israel, you mentioned the the state of Israel. Didn't they find that the Pfizer vaccine was only, what is it, 30, 40 percent effective?
0: So it depends how you define effective. If you define effective that somebody can still have a positive PCR if they're exposed, so then yes, it's not as effective as we ideally would like. If, however, you define effective as people Baruch Hashem not getting seriously ill, Baruch Hashem not requiring hospitalization, not requiring intubation, and not requiring a, a stay in the ICU, but then the vaccines still remain highly, highly effective. And that's the bottom line that people have to realize. These vaccines are unbelievably good. And without them, if this Delta variant was running around without the vaccine, it would be causing and wrecking havoc on Khayr
1: Now, do you, do, are people going to need a booster vaccine if they got it more than six months ago?
0: At this point, there's no evidence for the average person that that's necessary. There are studies underway looking at specific populations, such as very immunocompromised people and elderly people, as to whether a third dose the currently available vaccines or theoretically a booster dose that's more specific for the Delta variant would be appropriate. But those studies are not yet concluded and at the present time, there is no such official recommendation. Each person should seek out their doctor's opinion as to what they should do.
1: Now, can somebody who's doubly vaccinated who may not show the symptoms of COVID transmit the virus to somebody else?
0: They are less likely to do so, but it is possible.
1: Because people are, are you find that? Because I find two tricks of people, Doctor Glad Rabbi Glad. Some of them are saying, you know what, we've had it. I don't, don't want to wear a mask. I don't care what's going. we going on with life. And other people are still very concerned and going through all the rituals of social distancing and wearing a mask because they're concerned that you know we're going to see the return. I see both extremes. I'm I sure you've seen it, it too. Well,
0: I, I think that when you're dealing with safeti kach there are halachos involved. It's not a not something that everybody should be deciding on their own. There are post, there are halachos involved in terms of what a person should be doing. The medical opinion is pretty consistent. There aren't a tremendous amount of, there isn't a tremendous amount of diversity in the medical opinion in terms of the potential concern and the potential for sophiic bi fas. So each person should ask their local medical experts and they, in consultation with the local Rabut, should be deciding how cautious the community should be in general. And then individuals in the community may need to be even more cautious based upon their underlying increased risk.
1: Now, I see a lot of shuls have gone back to the regular kiddish where everybody's taking from the same bowl or pot or pan. Is that something which should be discouraged? Should they have different standards or, or right now we're not at risk, with low risk, so we can go back to the way it was?
0: If you're dealing with an unvaccinated population, this is an extremely high risk. If you're dealing with a fully vaccinated population and the low incidence in the community, it's probably a very low
1: risk. So should shuls be checking people to see if they're vaccinated? Should they have that as a policy in order to tend to the shul?
0: Each shul should have its own policies. I recommend that shuls still have sections for people that are not vaccinated. And in those sections, people should be masked and distanced. That's the safest advice. Nobody's hurt. Everybody gets to come to shul. Nobody's excluded. Everybody gets to daven. Cautions for the people that potentially are either unable to maintain a good immune status, even if they're vaccinated, as well as people, for whatever the reason they're too young, uh, for whatever the reason they haven't chosen to get vaccinated, that they should be safe as well. We're interested in keeping all the clients safe, not just a certain segment
1: of clients but you're also de- depending on the honor system because unless a shul is going to document who's vaccinated or not people can say they're vaccinated or feel that they are they have antibodies or they had it before you i hear all different kinds of things so you, there's a somewhat riskier that people you're relying on people to take the initiative as far as saying i'm not vaccinated so unfortunately
0: uh, you know there, there's there are people that always cheat. It's very sad. That's one of the reasons why Mashiach is not here, because people don't do what they're supposed to do. Now, if everybody followed the advice of the gedolim, if everybody followed the advice of the medical experts, which is what the gedolim tell you to do, to the Hashem, would be in a much better situation.
1: Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glatt, we appreciate you giving us some advice. And if the CDC says to wear masks indoors, even if the state doesn't say so in New York? Is that something you're going to recommend to schools, that they go back to wearing everybody wearing a mask?
0: No, I think the CDC recommendation is dependent to a certain extent upon the levels of vaccination and the incidence of COVID in your community. So I don't think, I don't think the CDC document is recommending that everybody mask indoors under all circumstances. So each community is going to have to make those decisions itself at the present time.
1: And you must be getting lots of calls from a whole bunch of shuls throughout the New York region, correct? That asking you for guidelines.
0: So Baruch Hashem, there are always people that uh, are seeking out appropriate medical information, appropriate halachic information. If I'm able to help, fine. Baruch Hashem, we have Gedolim that can pass to these
1: Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glad, I want to thank you for what you're doing for all of us and trying to keep us safe and healthy. Uh, he's the chief infectious—he's the chair of the department of medicine, chief infectious diseases and hospital ophthalmologist. He's also with Young Israel of Woodmere. Thank you for being with us. I look forward to having you back again.
0: Always my pleasure. we should continue
1: to be healthy. Amen. I we should all be healthy, and thank you for trying to, for keeping us healthy. And we need your help and guidance. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. And, and we're going to be right pleasure. back. Don't go away. Stay.
0: That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and
1: Instagram.
0: Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. For continuous nonstop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to TalkLineCommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, please call 212-769-1925 or email info at TalkLineCommunications.com.
1: Our 24 hour day listen line is 605-562-5174. That's 24 hour day listen line, 605-562-5174. Thank you for listening.
0: Talkline Network Radio, America's longest running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.